There's a lot of unknowns about the new canine respiratory disease that's been all over the news. But on this week's episode, I want to talk about things that we can do right now as dog owners to help give our dogs a fighting chance if they happen to catch it. Let's talk about it next. Let's get this week's episode going. Hey, everybody. This is Jake from On Dog Training Academy. We're an online dog training company. We have an awesome course out right now called Welcome Home. It's really giving your dogs that needed boost and head start as you get them into your house and getting them comfortable. So check out ondogtrainingacademy.com for more information. I want to start this episode first by saying sorry that I haven't been around the last couple weeks. I've been having some computer issues and I got this computer going good enough to hopefully record this. Well, if you're hearing this, it it did work. Um, But record this and I do have a new computer coming in the next couple weeks, which is going to be significantly better and hopefully be able to add to quality to the content and be able to talk to you guys a lot more often just because there's times where this computer doesn't really want to function at all and it's just been a problem. So new computer coming. You guys should be able to hear me uh, hopefully some more. I also want to say when we're getting into the topic today of the respiratory uh, canine disease or the canine respiratory disease um, that has been kind of all over the news that I am not a vet. This is something that um, this is more personal opinion. I have done a ton of reading on this, obviously for our own clients and stuff. I want to make sure I'm as knowledgeable as possible so that not only are we keeping the dog safe that we have here, but we're also uh, just making sure our clients don't have to worry and keeping them up to date because this is can be overwhelming. People see something like a disease that's spreading across the, across the country, it's affecting dogs, and it can be fatal, and people really start to panic. And obviously, post-2020, it just hits a little bit different. So on this episode, I'm not going to go real deep into what the respiratory disease itself is just because there are so many unknowns about it. And I have a feeling that when I put this video out, it could be outdated right away. They're coming out with new stuff. Some are saying doxycycline is, is helping with it. Some say that there's not a lot that's helping. And they're really starting to just figure out what this is. So I don't want to talk too much about what the disease itself is. I want to talk about what we can do as dog owners and pet owners in general. If you have a cat, bird, well, I don't think it's really affecting them. So, But regardless, if you have another animal that's not a dog, you should be doing this stuff anyways to really help them just fight off any illness, any disease. So that's what I want to focus mostly on. Now, I will say, I just want to start, um, or start, I just want to kind of lead in here by by just giving you some overview kind of view of of what the canine respiratory illness um like what are some symptoms and things like that this is something that is contagious through dog-to-dog contact it doesn't have to be necessarily direct contact it can be from a dog being infected and drinking from the same water bowl things like that so we'll get into a little bit of of what we can do to help minimize the exposure um, a a little bit later in this episode. But the first thing is, is that if your dog is coughing, sneezing, has labored breathing, uh, nose or eye discharge more so than normal. Um, Like I have dogs that have just normal eye crusties and things like that, less of a concern, but if it's really weepy, if it looks really bad, 
and there's some of these other things like the lethargy, decreased appetite. Look, if you have a lab and your lab starts to say, hey, I don't want to eat anymore, and the dog usually has a hard time not eating his food in one bite, obviously you need to take uh, some action to that, right? Um, so if, if your dog is showing any of those symptoms, it's really a good idea to contact your vet. Hopefully it's just something as simple as the uh, kennel cough that just pushes through and the dog just kind of gets on with life. But in the in the, the low chance that it is this new canine respiratory uh, disease, it's good to get ahead of it. From what I'm reading, the quicker you can get on it, the better because it can be then they can start throwing meds at it and try to combat it. That being said, um, I want to talk about some precautions that you guys should be taking right now as as dog people that are going to help um, minimize the risk. So one thing is to avoid high-risk situations with your dog, um, such as large boarding kennels. And that, that to me is, it's tough. Like we, we do board and train stuff. And so it's really tough to say, don't bring your dog to certain places. You know, I don't want to alienate any company or business. Um, but if you have a large kennel, it's obviously hard to control to a degree, control what, uh, how these dogs are interacting with each other and whatever. If you have to bring your dog to a boarding kennel, make sure it's a boarding kennel that does require specific vaccinations, like a kennel cough, maybe uh, 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 the parainfluenza, the, the influenza type of, of vaccinations that are going to help at least minimize your dog getting sick in general. Um, we, we always require a kennel cough vaccination because even if it's just a regular kennel cough and yeah, it can be just like a regular cold, when it gets into a, a, a boarding place or any place with dogs and you're recycling dogs in and out at somewhat of a normal pace, it's hard to, to get rid of it. So I would definitely make sure, and even if, and we'll kind of talk about this in a little bit, but even if your dog, your dog kennel doesn't require it, it's good to go out and make sure your dog is fully vetted making sure your dog has that kennel cough vaccination, maybe the pair of influenza vaccinations and things like that, just to make sure they're staying healthy. Um, now, one thing, um, before we get more into the precautions, one thing I will stress here is making sure your dog is up to date with its vaccinations. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of data out there now that is saying vaccinated dogs, like fully vaccinated dogs, is at an all-time, not an all-time, but at a very low rate. Um, part of it could be because it's been really difficult at times to get an appointment to see the vet, so you just let things slip and, and whatever. But also since 2020 and the vaccination stuff with that, and I'm not going to get into to that whole political, all that, and we're not going to talk about that. Um, but because of that, people have been less um, willing to go above and beyond when it comes to vaccinations. If it's not a like legal, like a mandated, like your rabies vaccination or something. Some people are opting not to get these and making sure. And, and this is, this is the one thing I will say is these vaccinations that they are, are telling you to get for your dogs have been around for a long time and they've been tested and they've been proven and they keep your dog safe. You know, your dog shouldn't be getting, you know, these like shouldn't be getting these diseases and stuff that there's vaccinations that are very easy and very, um, uh, uh, common that you should be getting. Your vets will require them or say, here's your puppy pack of, of booster shot or shots and stuff. You know, you need your canine distemper, different, different things like that. These are things your dog should hopefully not have to deal with. 
by by getting sick. And if you are someone who takes your dog to dog parks, doggy daycares, things like that, having a fully vetted dog is going to be a benefit to your dog. We want to make sure these guys stay safe. So definitely make sure they are fully vetted. Don't be don't be afraid to get them vaccinated. These vaccinations are uh, typically very very safe. Um, and just make sure you're doing that. But like I said, dog parks, dog daycare facilities, these are things you want to be very careful about. Again, for me, I'm looking for smaller groups if I'm doing dog daycare. Uh, if I'm doing boarding or, or anything, I typically try to try to look for either small group plays or personal water dishes, which can be tough, but it's something that I think is important, at least to me. Um, and again, if you're taking your dog somewhere that, that has communal dog bowls and stuff, just make sure they're fully vaccinated and should be mostly okay. Um, and then the last one it says here is just be careful in at dog parks. Now, personally, for me, I do not take my dog to dog parks. I do not recommend clients take their dogs to dog parks. If you're listening to this, I don't recommend you take your dog to a dog park just because of a host of reasons. Not, you know, Some including you don't know what kind of behavior... Uh, the the dogs that are going to be there are some people bring dogs to dog parks so that they can be socialized learn how to be social and that's when fights happen um, you have people who throw who throw they put their dogs into the dog park and then they just basically go chat it up with somebody else or look at their phone or do whatever and they're not even paying attention to the fact that their dog is mauling over everybody knocking over other dogs playing inappropriate maybe freaking your dog out or hurting them so I am very cautious about that and on top of it of course now with this with the canine respiratory disease um just the fact that dog parks can be cesspools of of just nastiness you know people unfortunately even though dog parks will supply cleanup bags and everything else dog parks are just gross when it comes to people not picking up after their dogs allowing their dogs to pee all over like the front entrance so you can't even walk through the front gates without smelling like pee um and then obviously if there's any parasites, anything like that, it's just a cesspool kind of. And I just so I, I don't recommend people take their dogs there. I'd rather have you go to a daycare where maybe the dogs are vetted uh, and a little safer. Um, with that being said, some things you can do if you are taking your dog to a dog park is don't share dog bowls. Don't allow your dog to drink from the common water bowl if there is one at a dog park or anywhere. Um, don't let your dog drink from a common dog bowl. Bring their own water, bring their own toys, everything like that if you're doing boarding and stuff. Um, and then, you know, just check with your vet. Like if you need to, if you're not sure about vaccination stuff, check with your vet and make sure you are up to date. Now, what I really want to check or really we want to talk about is in my opinion something that's more important now we already know or if you've been following this at all and if you haven't i'm just going to tell you there are at-risk dogs obviously just like with people right so when when covid was an issue or whatever um is an issue whatever they're saying people who are compromised right the elderly people people with longer heart issues people with breathing you know issues to whatever capacity it's the same thing with dogs, right? If you have, if your dog has underlying health issues, you need to be a little more cautious. Or if you have a dog who is a squished face dog that just naturally has more respiratory issues just in general. So your Frenchies, any bulldog breeds, boxers, things like that. If your dog has a hard time breathing just by a slight exercise, then you really need to be careful because any sort of, of disease or anything that affects the lungs or affects breathing is going to affect those dogs more. 
elderly dogs, dogs with longer heart issues, all these things. These are things we need to be careful about and just really make sure our dogs are safe. Um, but with that, if you have a completely healthy dog and your dog is really enjoys playing and stuff and you're like, well, what can I do? You can make sure that you are feeding your dog whatever you need to to make sure that they have the best immune system possible. If your dog has a high level immune system, it's going to help. Now, I'm not saying that's the cure to this canine disease. It's probably not, but it helps. Anytime a healthy person gets sick, it's easier for that healthy person typically to get over whatever the disease or illness is. So making sure your dog has antioxidants, vitamin E and zinc and things like that, making sure your dog's gut health is super is is good is super super important. Exercise, hugely important. You need to make sure your dog is at a good weight. So look at what you're feeding your dog, read the ingredients, make sure you're feeding them a quality food, but also exercise and keep them at a healthy weight. If your dog is overweight, that's going to lead to breathing issues, which also, and which of course, if they get sick, could be an issue with, with recovery because something they have noticed, and I believe, don't quote me on this necessarily, but I believe uh, one of the, the more deadly parts of this uh, canine disease is from getting like, like a pneumonia type of, of thing. The dog gets pneumonia, that becomes a lot tougher. Well, pneumonia is a breathing thing. So let's make sure they're healthy and happy. Um, some things you can certainly look to. Uh, sorry, I have my list here. I'm just making sure I'm going over everything for you guys. So um, things that'll help boost your, your dog's immune system. Vitamin E is an antioxidant that strengthens the immune system against viruses and bacteria. Um, you can get vitamin E in fish, eggs, spinach, um, a lot of places, uh, places, same places that, that humans can get food, can get vitamin E dogs can, you just gotta make sure it's good for them. Zinc is also helps immune systems fight off invaders, red meat, beef. And this is when I say red meat, I think more of like raw. So if you're feeding kibble, I think the problem, unless they're putting zinc into your food, the problem is, is it's a very cooked down protein and I think it's going to be less nutritious, but zinc can be immune system uh, fighter as or helper as well. Red meat, beef, pork, lamb, fish, eggs, nuts, seeds provide additional zinc for dogs. So if you're feeding kibble, you could always look at giving them an egg or or something like that. Um, there's also like medicinal mushrooms that that they can take. Um, and I there's a lot. I'm not going to get into the whole list of them. I would definitely do more research on that. Uh, berries are awesome for antioxidants, as you guys probably know. Um, they, they have other vitamins as well that support the immune system. Some of the best immune booster berries um, are blueberries, strawberries, and blackberries. We love giving our dog, uh, Luda, blueberries. He, he thinks they're the best thing ever. He thinks they're treats. So blueberries is definitely something that's on our dog's regular diet. Um, and then some other things like pumpkin. Pumpkin contains, and if you have, well, we're a little late on this now that it's December, but if you have any pumpkins from Halloween or if you can access pumpkins, we actually will cook our pumpkins in the oven almost like you would a squash and then puree it, puree it up and bag it and then give it to our dogs if they have stomach upsets or if they just if we feel like they need it. If they're working on getting dogs to lose weight, we'll give them a little pumpkin to help make them feel a little more full because of the fiber. But it also has vitamin A, vitamin C, E, iron, folate. It helps the immune system big time. Um and so it's, it's you know, there's a, a whole huge list of these. Obviously, like I said, carrots 
Uh, carrots are a dog-safe snack pack with antioxidants to regulate the immune function. Uh, anything you can do um, to help your dog. I also like making sure my dog has really good gut health, so probiotics and, and prebiotics and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of different powders and things you can get. So if you do feed kibble and you're going to continue to feed kibble, that's fine. Just make sure you're supplementing uh, anything that your dog could possibly be lacking, especially at this time. We want to make sure, like I said before, that these dogs are as healthy as possible. Um, that's going to help fight off anything that could potentially come in, whether it's this new disease or it's kennel cough in general, parainfluenza. If it's anything like that, any illness your dog could potentially get, it just being healthier in general just fights it off, as you know from people. You know, I am not the healthiest person. I do my best, and I typically am recover fairly quickly after I get sick, but there are times where it hits me a little harder, and I feel like maybe if I take care of myself, maybe if I'd eat that uh, extra bowl of oatmeal or, or that salad or something like that, that maybe it would help me out. Probably right. But the greatest thing about the dog's health is we are in full control of it. You know, obviously we're in full control of our own health, but it's a little bit tougher to say no to cookies. Well, we can tell our dogs basically just by not giving them these the, the bad foods that, hey, you're going to eat healthy. So, guys, this is it. Um, I'm just I'm keeping it short today. I wanted it just to be a quick little thing just to say that, look, don't don't panic. Don't go out and be like, I'm never boarding my dog anywhere and I'm canceling. I mean, I've read a lot of these things in a lot of different um, like Facebook groups and stuff where they're like, well, I'm going to not take my dog anywhere. We're going to isolate my dog to keep them safe. And I've canceled all of my classes with my, that I was going to take with my dog. And I, you know, I'm no longer doing daycare. I'm no longer whatever. And people kind of really jump big time into panicking. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be worried about this. What I'm saying is sometimes risk and reward is important. If your dog needs the training, get your dog trained. Do what you can. Now, this is a, a shameless plug, but this is one of the reasons we have this course, the, the the Welcome Home course, is that we want people to be able to train their dogs even if they can't take their dog to class, whether it be because this disease gets too big or if it's because your dog can't handle going to classes. It's too much for them. These things, are, This course is really good for that. So I want you to just continue to stay informed. Be careful about how much you listen to on the news, if you read articles, if you read, so this is what I've been doing, read articles that are from vet universities or like very knowledgeable place like Cornell University, places like that that are, are really testing and, and looking for answers. Sometimes, as we all know, the news is really good at creating fear. And that's not something we want you guys to be afraid of. We want you guys to be knowledgeable about what's going on, but also feel confident that your dog is going to be okay. And that's, you know, media is really good at just making us worry a lot. So do your research. Look for, for very um, important or higher up vet places that are doing their research and doing their testing and see what they're saying about this. They're going to definitely help you out more than your typical, you know, news outlets. So guys, that'll be it for this week. Hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this gives you a little bit more guidance and um, confidence that your dog should be okay as long as we're taking the proper steps and making sure they're healthy 
and happy and vaccinated and continue to train them. I don't want to see your dog's training slip because that's going to be worse, I think, in the end than this disease is the amount of dogs who are lacking training because people have been afraid to take their dogs places. So guys, thank you so much for listening this week. And of course, hopefully once my new computer comes, I will be able to be here every week again. And I really look forward to talking with you guys more. So thank you guys so much. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Good dog.